SPR, the People's Pod, giving you unfiltered and unqualified content every other week. I'm Cliff. He's Joe. Welcome back, everybody. What's up, everyone? We made the choice to go every other week because people keep asking. (laughs) No, it's more like people keep asking, like, when is it dropping? And we're like, "Uh, soon. (laughs) (laughs) Soon, you know, just keep coming. Just, you know, we're not going to notify you or anything. It's just, just check. Yeah, we don't keep check up with hour. socials. My God, it's so hard. It's so hard. The marketing part is so hard. The recording part oh. is so fun. <laughs> yeah, it's all the other stuff. Yeah, the editing, the rundown, all the stuff outside of just like when we're actually hanging out is the hard part. <laughs> so if anyone wants to help us for free... The work it's part, there. just to, it's pretty crazy because just thinking about like what YouTube people do, it's a lot. Yeah, it's probably. I mean, it must be crazy work. I was um. There's a guy I follow. I don't know if you follow him. His name is Brad Owen. He's a poker player, but mm-hmm. he went. His goal was to go to 500,000 subscribers, and uh-huh. it took him four years to get to 225, and it took him one year to get to 500. Right? Mm, yeah. And he was like. Uh, he posts one video a week. He says it's 25 to 50 hours of work for one video, 14 Jeez. minutes. <laughs> oh man. That's so crazy. I was like, Oh my God. But his content is good. You know, and he's like a fun right. personality and all that stuff. I mean, it scales, right? Like the reach and the quality, it just scales up. Cause once you have yeah. more money and you're better at yeah. it, you know, it gets faster and faster and it becomes less and less work. But Oh, dang man <laughs> I, mean, I was like 25 to 50 <laughs> oh man because you look at that. like you look at like mkbhd or something yeah you know and like they have a huge studio he has like things already set up like yeah. exactly the way he wants to do every yeah you know but i mean he has like 15 million subscribers and he's been yeah. doing it for dude i want to sell out so years. bad i can't wait <laughs> I'm tired of giving the people what they need, okay? (laughs) I'm sure, you know, PewDiePie or Mr. Beast, it's like... I'm ready to serve the overlords. I'm ready to say (laughs) LeBron... Oh, my God. LeBron is the greatest. He's the GOAT. (laughs) I'm waiting for Uninterrupted to own the show. (laughs) You're ready? You're ready to wear a GOAT mask and be like, bye, Bron. (laughs) Bron. I I was like, where are you going with this? All right, let's hit the news. A lot of things happening. First up, let's let's just go over some news, and we'll talk about it a little bit. We'll get to our main segment, and we'll hit two for the road. First up, Frank Vogel, coaching job. It's on a game-to-game basis, as the Lakers wow. have been saying. If Vogel is fired, it will be the sixth head coach LeBron has gotten canned, Paul Silas, Brendan Malone, Mike Brown, David Blatt, Luke Walton. Look at the bodies, not the playoff <laughs> bodies, the coaching bodies. The bodies, and they never coached again. No, um, <laughs> they were never the same again. That's they were sure. never the same again. They were never the same again. Although Luke Walton is kind of proving he's a bad coach. But um, he doesn't deserve it, man. I hate how every season it turns into – and I know there are some people defending him. Thankfully, there are some yeah, actual yeah. analysts who are like, Even no, Barkley. it's not Frank Vogel's fault. But what? I think Stephen A. said he should be on the hot seat now. Mm. <laughs> of course. Of course. Of course. And why? I mean, we've talked about it, but he's doing a 
as good of a job as he possibly can, given the circumstances, it's not his fault. I mean, he doesn't do it. He doesn't deserve this. He even benched Westbrook. <laughs> like he has the stones to do it. You know, he won a championship two seasons ago. Yeah. <laughs> How two seasons ago? <laughs> yeah. He just came in and just took a a team that was. Like, we just got Anthony Davis. There's all these moving parts. Defense certainly wasn't good the previous year. And then they became the best defense in the NBA. <laughs> what he's known for. Yeah. And even last season, they were the best defense in the NBA. Yeah. I don't know, man. I don't know. Bull Bull gets traded. And then vetoed. And then <laughs> traded again. <laughs> Lands on the Celtics. Bryn Forbes on Denver. Joe, you happy for Bull Bull? No, I'm not. <laughs> I'm sad for Bobol because he's on the Celtics. And the oh, Celtics no. are a disaster. And so I'm sad. KD is out after an MCL sprain. Get well soon, KD. Oh, sad. Basketball is better with you in it. Yes. MVP, I guess it's over. No chance for him. No chance. Westbrook with potentially the jam of the year on <laughs> Gobert. <laughs> he's still got something in him. Ooh, that was like... Dude, that was legit. That was a throwback. Remember uh, Miles Bridges jam last year? Yeah. It was like that, but harder. Mm. He was going so fast. He was going so fast. Caught the body in the air on Gobert. Dunked it. Oof. How many times is Gobert going to get dunked on? This guy gets dunked on all the time. <laughs> he, he, come on. I mean, he's, he is the uh, – he gets blocked, so get him, give him some credit. He goes yeah. after him, but yeah. man, he gets jammed on by everybody. By everybody. Uh, the Cavs are one and a half games out of first in the East. That is freaking crazy. They're third right now. Third. I looked, I looked at the standings the other day, and I was like, wait, why is Brooklyn so low? <laughs> and then, <laughs> I was like, what? The Cavs? <laughs> the Cavs. What's going on? Tell me if this is more surprising, the Cavs being third and one and a half games out of the East, or that Wiggins is an NBA all-star starter for the West. Guys, what the? <laughs> what the freak, man? Like, how? 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 It just doesn't – no, it doesn't compute. How? I don't know how it makes sense. I don't know how He's it like, happened. I thought I read 19, that wrong. 19 right now. Like, I get – the Warriors aren't even the one seed. How do you not have Booker or even – I mean, I'd even – Oh, it's because it's, it's the front court, right? I, yes, I understand, but you can't. This is this is unacceptable. You it should have been. It should have been Gobert. Right? For all this MVP talk about Gobert, right? Okay, whatever. He's still, like, they're, they're high on the list. Why doesn't Gobert make it? I don't get it. How can you have nobody from the Jazz and nobody from Phoenix and two people from the Warriors? Yeah. Or even as much as, as, much as we give him flack, Carl Anthony Towns. Cat. Yeah, no, I was thinking you got to put Cat on there. Look, they're, they're close to making the playoffs. They're, like, top of the play-in right now. It's just you can't reward Wiggins. We've talked about this kind of thing, but you can't reward Wiggins for what Steph is doing. I under like he's a part of it, you know, so yeah. he deserves some. It's credit, also but... the best Wiggins we've ever seen. 
Right, but I mean, you know, all stars shouldn't be graded on a curve. You know, it's not based <laughs> on how much better you are than a previous version of yourself. It's like, look at Cat and do, do a blind stat on Cat and Wiggins, and you'll just be like, come on, that's that's ridiculous. Come on. Damar came out and said he used to fly alone to L.A. to see his hospitalized dad and fly around back on his own dime and then play right into games. For three years, he used to do wow. that. Which wow. kind of, I think, explains a little bit of Damar's, like, quietness. Mm. You know, like, he's been a little quiet. He's played well, but it's been his, like, game has been a little quiet. And now that he's, like, a little more focused, he's, like, dominating again. Yeah. You know what's crazy? <laughs> that, man, he used to fly to L.A. Yeah, so it, from it, Toronto. It, it, also, it also explains a little bit why he wanted to come to L.A. Mm-hmm. And it's crazy that we still couldn't get him. <laughs> Even yeah. despite him having this huge incentive. Man, I saw an article the other day about how uh, DeMar did an interview and he said he wanted to come this season. Yeah, yeah he did. He thought it was a done deal. Uh, we got Westbrook instead. Imagine if we had DeRozan right now. Oh my gosh! Imagine, just Jeez. imagine. Oh my gosh! They're like, uh, but DeRozan doesn't shoot threes, so let's get Westbrook. <laughs> Demar needs the ball too much, so let's get Westbrook. I love the decision uh, tree there. God. <laughs> the decision tree. What's going on with that flow chart? Something's wrong, guys. Somebody messed with you. <laughs> Somebody came in and moved one of those arrows, and you were just like, oh, this, this seems right. <laughs> this sounds yeah. right. All right, let's get to it. Today, we are going to talk as the trade deadline approaches. February 10th is getting really close. There's a lot of rumors starting to percolate. There's a couple of deals going down. We're going to talk about famous NBA couples, should they file for divorce or stay the course, Joe? First one up. I like it. Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. Five seasons together. They're five and, five and four in the playoffs together. 25 and 24 record this season for ninth. Rough stats. You got 23-year-old Jason Tatum, 26-7-4, You got 25-year-old Jalen Brown, 24-7-3, Joe, should they file for the divorce or should they stay the course? Oh man. For is this for the players or is it for the organization? I mean, all of the above, I guess. If it's for the organization, I would say stay the course. Yeah. If it's for the players, I would say file for divorce. Mm. I think each of them would be better apart from each other. I guess it's uh, for I'd the org. I guess it's for the org. Yeah, for the org, I'll say stay the course for now. I think eventually you will have to split them up. But for now, they really just need, and I've said this before, but a pass-first point guard. They need a guy who's yeah. going to come in and set the table. Like if they had a Rondo right now, oh man, I think that would be amazing. If they yeah. had Rajon Rondo, literally just Cavs Rajon Rondo right now in Boston, one, yeah. it's like perfect. They should have went after him because yeah. one – He's Boston Celtic, right? Like, yeah. he is a championship yeah. Boston Celtic. They'll be happy the, for him to come back. Yeah. Yes. The fans will be happy, too. He's got uh, 
a voice in the locker room, right? Like he's gonna he's gonna bring leadership. He's gonna bring the kind of thing that he's Marcus Smart brings. Except he's a champion and he has a little more gravitas, Two-time right? Two-time like, champion, yeah. Yeah, when when Marcus Smart says, "Hey, these guys need a pass," and like, "Give me the ball," you know, so I can do something. <laughs> it doesn't mean quite as much as when you hear from a two-time champ who's like a multiple-time assist leader in the NBA, who is like legit, you know, has game and can still play, and. That would help immensely. And look, he's an amazing playmaker still. He would be setting the table. He would be yelling at guys. He'd be telling them where to go. That yep. is exactly the player that they needed. They choked. <laughs> they didn't get him. And, uh, you know, they're sticking with Schroeder or whatever. The Schroeder Marcus Smart combo, which is just not going to work. And so, look, in the offseason, they're, they're, not, they're not doing anything this year, obviously. In the offseason, they get a pass first guy. Mm-hmm. Somebody who is a legitimate playmaker Rubio. can set the table. Yeah, like a Rubio type, a Rondo type. Rondo's probably too old now, but like mm-hmm. somebody like that, I think it would help them immensely. And so I'm going to say for now, like for the next two, three years, they should stay the course. I think I think definitely I agree. This is one of those relationships where it seems like the grass is greener on the other side and you find out, wow, dating sucks. <laughs> <laughs> there, There's all these apps. Yeah. <laughs> I... <sighs> I don't just, <sighs> app after app after app is a lot I, of swiping and a lot of so hard reintroducing yourself over Wait, and over and over again. What do we talk about? <laughs> <laughs> to me, there to me, Jalen Brown and uh, Jason Tatum are like Lily and Marshall, season one to two. Like mm. they make sense, and once they break up, though, they're devastated. Nothing works, <laughs> and it only makes sense together. Mm. These guys are two twenty-five point scorers. Mm. They're awesome. Here's the thing. Digging deeper into what you said. So I dig digged into their best playoff performances, right? When they went to the Eastern Conference Finals, they had Kemba and Hayward. When mm. they went to the semis, they had Kyrie and Horford. When they went to the Eastern Conference Finals with seven games with the Cavs, they had Rozier and Horford. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They need playmakers. This is screaming. They need playmakers, right? Yeah. Horford playmakes. Hayward playmakes. Kemba mm. play makes, Kyrie play makes, mm. Rozier, even Rozier, yes. he play makes. He does, right? he does. And he's clutch. And he's clutch. All these things versus right now you have Smart and Schroeder. Like, <laughs> ah, it's not the same. Ah, I don't like it. The same. I don't the problem, like it. And the problem is all those guys you named, very high IQ guys. Mm-hmm. Right? Every, everybody you just named, Hayward, Kemba, Kyrie, Horford, Rozier. All those guys, high IQ guys. Marcus Smart, not high IQ. Offensively, defensively maybe. He has yeah. incredible defensive IQ, but offensively, no, right? Schroeder, and we've seen it up close. <laughs> I mean, no, he doesn't really know what's going on. Even with LeBron, who makes it really simple, get your butt in the corner and shoot corner threes, basically. Yeah. yeah. Run, pick, and roll when I'm not on the court. You know, like couldn't really do that much you know and so yeah they need one of those guys we said yeah i i think if you do file file for divorce i think you trade jalen brown for someone like dejanta murray Mm -hmm. (laughs) like someone that is that playmaker because regardless of if you're jalen brown or tatum or both you need like a playmaker guy Mm. or if you get rid of tatum you're because he's gonna be the guy that brings you more value maybe you get sabonis and brogdon like, you get both of those guys to come in there. That's pretty crazy. If they could get that, I'd probably do that. Yeah. <laughs> that seems pretty legit. 
Brogdon and Sabonis and Jalen Brown? Yeah, that's a solid team. That'd be interesting. Because both Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum can close, with I think Jalen Brown being the better closer. So, you know, you keep that and you get Sabonis in there and you get Brogdon to shore it up. Then you you got something interesting. You keep Marcus Smart at that point. Yeah, actually, that that would be interesting. And then you get a little more shooting. That would be interesting, some 3 and D guys. But... For, I think the ceiling is too high right now. They're 23 and 25. They'll learn yeah, to stay get the course. better. They'll learn to play together. Yeah. Just get a point guard, man. Get a real point guard. Jeez. And Rondo is cheap. It's $2 million minimum salary. I mean, it would have been perfect, honestly. Just the amount of morale boost that would have come from getting a Rajon Rondo. I can already hear the press conferences where Jason Tatum's like, oh, it's just good to have like a champion in the locker room you know, <laughs> like, telling us what to do. And Jalen Brown's like, hey, you know, he's he's a two-time champ. Like, I can, ju- I can just see it already. It would have helped them. But, you know, they're the Celtics, so I'm happy they suck. Let's move on to the next couple. We got Luca and Kristaps Porzingis. Three seasons together, four if you count KP's injured season. They're 0-2 mm-hmm. in the playoffs, 27-21 mm-hmm. this season for fifth. There are rough stats. Luka's 22 years old, 26-9-9-46%, and KP is only 26 years old, which is insane. Man. He seems ancient for some reason. 29-2-1-2-45%. Joe, file for the divorce, or should they stay the course? I mean, KP can't start in the All-Star game. You can't get KP in there. He's playing well. I don't know. Uh, anyway, stay the course. Stay the course. And the reason is this is a situation where KP is not nearly as good. Because uh, you're not going to trade Luka, obviously. So if yeah. you're going to trade, you're going to trade KP. KP is not exactly. nearly as worthy on the, the market. Like People aren't going to be that excited to get him because there are these question marks about him. Right. As he's actually playing, he's playing well. <laughs> he's affecting a lot of the game. He's he's mm-hmm. playing well defensively. His blocks are back up. He's right. he's uh changing a lot of shots at the rim. He's mm-hmm. not shooting as many threes. He's shooting a solid percentage and he's kind of getting along with Luka. It's working. They're they're playing well. But still, I don't know. KP has like no respect for some reason. You know, in the league mm-hmm. Players, coaches, they don't seem to show him the same kind of like GMs. They don't seem to look at him as though he is an all star, even an all star caliber player. Forget superstar. Like they're not even talking about him like he's an all star caliber player. People are always talking about what he doesn't do. You know, like, oh, he should do this more. He should do that more. I don't know, man. Like I've seen him this season. I've watched a lot of Mavs games actually. And he's playing well. They're both playing well. I think this is about as good as you can get. Nobody's like a hundred percent perfect, you know, together. Yeah. Uh, especially if you have better players, they're all going to have, they're going to have to sacrifice a little bit to make it work. And so I think they're only going to get better as time goes on. They're going to play better together as time goes on. And so I say, stay the course. I think this is one of those relationships where the relationship is perfect on paper, like really perfect on paper. Mm-hmm. Like you get a guy that could do anything and then you put him with the guy that has the ball all the time. I'm t- telling you, this is like a LeBron AD situation. It's kind of mm. similar in that way. Mm. But this relationship, I feel like they never dealt with their problems. They like they never talked it out. You know, <clears throat> they seem kind of like Dwight and Angela to me from The Office. They mm. make sense on paper, but man, did it take a long time for them to actually make it work? And it was only until like they kind of like righted the ship came things together, made their mistakes, and finally were like, you know, we're supposed to be together. Did it mm. work? Mm. So 
I think they should stay the course because everything you said is correct. They will never find equal value for KP. Not even close. Like, Not even it's close. Crazy. It's like, that's the thing about the previous, it's like if you trade Jason Tatum, because I feel like he's a little bit overrated yeah. still on the market, you can get something. It, and you can't trade Jalen Brown because he's not – I don't think he's overrated. You know, I think he's underrated on the market. Yeah. KP is, like, I think dramatically underrated. Yeah. Like, people just don't think – you know, they're sc- – I understand the injury risk, so they're scared. He he doesn't – you know, he does seem to get nicked up, like, here and there. And so that's probably legitimate. But – You'll get 35 I mean, cents on the dollar for him right now. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You know, not even 50 cents. Not even, yeah. you know, 75 cents. Like, yeah, you get – close to nothing so you got to keep them together and i think together as you said they are a lot better than they even realize yeah they need to get to that point where Dwight gets out the car and he's like has the i love you (laughs) has the megaphone she's like it's it's too it's too it's too loud it's too loud (laughs) (laughs) yeah they got to get to the point where dwight steals Angela's kids poop and goes to the DNA lab. <laughs> Throws up the bee juice. Yep. You gotta have. You gotta. You gotta go through all of those things. You know, you together. Whole, you gotta run the full gamut. And she chases him down. Yep. And block. They have a car chase in the office and blocks him off at the cul-de-sac. But it's Moe's. Jason <laughs> kids punching Moe's. It's Jason kid. <laughs> No, (laughs) I'm just trying to help Uh, him. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it should work. It should work. It will work. I I believe it will work much like Dwight and Angela. They got to go through their thing, but it's pretty crazy. Like if you go the full gamut of the office, the Dwight and Angela love story is like the more. It's season one to nine. Yeah. It's like the the full gamut love story, whereas Jim and Pam, it kind of basically ends at a, you know, because they get married. Five. and then Yeah, yeah they're basically Four. already together. Yeah. There's not a lot of drama after that. And so, you know, that's going to be Luca and KP. They're going to take nine seasons. <laughs> KP's going to be uh, 35. Luca's going to be 31. That's when they win their championship. Mm. Well, actually, they're already a few seasons in, right? So. All right, let's move on to another couple. This one's an interesting one. Dame and CJ. Nine seasons together. Mm. Four and eight in the playoffs. They're 20 and 27 right now for 10th. Both, you know, injury injuries for both of them. You know, rough stats. Dame is now 31. 29-4-7, type player. CJ is a 22-4-4, type player. Joe, should they file for divorce or should they stay the course? Man. This is tough. Yeah. I mean, I I will say they got to split up. Mm. Um, but it's tough because they're both kind of old. Mm. So it's almost to the point where I feel like they the have prospects to just, have dried up. I mean, they have to just kind of blow up the whole team. Mm. You know, I mean, I would it, look if you're really going to take a shot at it. You really let, I mean, obviously you're going to keep Dame and get rid of CJ, right? You yeah. only have basically a, in my opinion, like a two to three year window with, with him. Dame. Yeah. 33, as we, we typically say, 33 is the, the point, the, the peak peak. West, yeah, Westbrook is, is coming down. He's right at 33. 
33 is the prime prime. That's what I think. You know, I mean, obviously it varies for every player, but generally speaking, 33 is where your physical is declining, but not so much that it really affects you. Yeah. And your IQ is just like maximized. Yeah, because your IQ goes highest to the end. Right. But your physicality goes down, you know. And it's not as much as we would like it to be an X. It's not an X. It's a slope. Yeah. Especially the physical, you know, so it's not just coming down. It's like craters, you know, coming down diagonal. And then all of a sudden, yeah, you kind of fall off a cliff, right? The the infamous cliff that Tom Brady never seems to be able to find. But, um, <laughs> but you know, it, it's going to happen, right? It happens eventually. So even with the current era where things have changed maybe a little bit with technology, maybe Dame can go to 35. You know, maybe Steph, Dame, like all these guys, they're going to be at 35 maybe will be the prime prime. But even that, it's only four seasons. We Already this season right. is pretty much lost. He's been yeah. injured. What can you do at this point? What could you get for CJ? Yeah. I See, to me, Dame and CJ, they're like the perennial, we've been together for 10 years but didn't get married. Everyone's like, are you going to get married? Like, oh, mm. Like, dodge the mm-hmm. question, right? Yeah. You're just comfortable together. But at that point, there's a reason you didn't make it happen, you know? Mm-hmm. And you kind of just got to break it off. To me, they're like Pam and Roy, right? It's like they've been engaged for so long. It's just comfortable. Mm-hmm. But, like, something is not working. Mm-hmm. Whether it's another thing you're eyeing, like Ben Simmons for some reason, that <laughs> Dave is eyeing. <laughs> Why? <laughs> that would be like Pam is, like, really into Andy, <laughs> it's, like, it's like it's not huh? working with roy so i'm gonna go for yeah. not jim andy yeah after he does the uh falsetto uh after he does the banjo thing <laughs> yeah and she's like oh okay <laughs> it's like oh you weren't on my radar but you pass up layups hmm I'm into that. Yeah. <laughs> the problem is, as you were alluding to, is that they're older. It's like they're probably not going to find their perfect pairing. You know, yeah. that's what's so heartbreaking about this situation. But I think if you do trade CJ, which is if you're if you're going to go all in on Dame, if he's like a lifer, then maybe you trade CJ and Nurkic for like Josh Hart and Jonas Valanciunas and you do the play inside out, bring a defensive player on the wing kind of strategy to round it out. Not going to (laughs) work. Then I think maybe you just flip Dame and try to get like Anthony Edwards or Evan Mobley or like Jalen Brown and just kind of start over all the way over. Also not going to work. Unfortunately for Portland, they have no cachet in terms of like drawing free agents Right. They're not like a destination. So uh, it's sad, but I see nothing they can do. I, like, really, I don't think mm. if I'm the organization, Portland, like, just give up. Like, there's nothing you – Dame needs a legitimate number two, but he's always needed, like, a Kawhi or a yeah. PG or, like, a – AD would be great. He needs somebody who can legitimately play offense and defense, you know, especially defense. Yeah. Like the problem with Dame and CJ is they're both offensive they're both defensive liabilities. Yeah. And you can't have a team like that, you know, cuz there's nobody to anchor their defense. Yeah. And it's just they have so many guys who can only do one thing. They can only eat, play defense or play offense. 
and it just yeah it's it's a mess they, it's a mess they need a whole bunch of stuff and one or two guys that, like either they need to just completely blow it up and get everybody new including yeah. a new draft prospect and just like homegrown right. and just like keep that guy forever sure or they need a to trade everything they have for a number two guy mm. who is like really good, who's better than CJ. Mm. Like that's the only way to go, right? It's like that situation in fantasy. Like you can't trade down. You got to trade up. Four for you one. Know, yes. You got to go four for one right now. Trade CJ, trade Nurk, trade, I don't know. Simons. Somebody, yeah. Amphrey Simons, like trade some young guys, trade a pick and try to get, you know, I don't even know who they could get. Get, go get Brandon uh, Ingram. Yeah. Go get Brandon Ingram. Go get um I mean if they could get Brown or Tatum somehow. Like that not would not for CJ. I, I mean, probably so. not for CJ, but I mean I don't know. Like if if the Celtics get to a point where they're on tilt, they're they're already on tilt. They've been on tilt for a long time, right? But Danny Ainge is <laughs> off the table. That's the thing. He's off the table. But, you know, Brad Stevens inherited his chips. So <laughs> it's basically like a similar situation, right? And um, if that's, you know, if that's what happened, what happens and they just say like, hey, we just have to get rid of one of these guys. If they get to the point where they think it's addition by subtraction for Jason Tatum or Jalen Brown, then they're going to do something stupid. They're going to trade down. Mm. And, you know, CJ and Freddie Simons, a pick and, you know. I don't know, Norm Powell or Nurkic or something like that might sound interesting to them. I don't know, but that's the only thing they could possibly do. They need a, they need a wing player in his prime right now. Mm. It seems impossible. So. It's impossible. It's basically impossible. So. It's basically so. impossible. Uh, okay. So these next ones, are a little more interesting because uh, this is the polygamous ones. So <laughs> we got LeBron, Westbrook, and AD. Year three of LBJ and AD, they've been together. Now they added Westbrook, 24 and 4 for eighth in the West. Shout out Kobe, 8, 24. Stats. 24, you got 24 for eighth? It's 24 and 24 and they're eighth? Yep. Man, that's just Kobe all over it. Yeah. 37 LeBron is 37, he has 29 8-6, 52% this year. AD is 28, 23-10-3, 52% this year, and Westbrook is 33, 19-8-8, 44%. Joe, file for divorce or stay the course. I mean, you knew this polygamous relationship wasn't going to work from the beginning, right? I mean, <laughs> these don't work. This doesn't work. <laughs> what are they trying to do here? You know what's crazy? Look at their numbers. Yeah. 29.86 on 52% for LeBron. Yep. Yep. 23.10.3 on 52% for AD. 19.88 yeah. on 44%. That yeah. doesn't even look bad. That looks great. Uh, everyone's talking about how Westbrook can't shoot. He's shooting 44%. I'm pretty sure this is like the second or third highest he's shot in his career. <laughs> I'm, I'm like almost positive. I don't have the numbers in front of me, but come on. I'm pretty sure he was shooting low 40s, 42, 40, 41, 42, 43. I'm sure he has many seasons in those. Mm. But look, it doesn't fit. Yeah. It just doesn't fit. You can't have guys who don't fit 
it's just like Rachel and Joey. I mean, I don't know what it is. It's those that's weird exactly relationships. That's exactly what I put. Oh, is that what you put? Yeah, that's so funny because I said this triangle is like Ross and Rachel. And then they added Joey. <laughs> like, what? The Ross Why? and Rachel storyline was good. <laughs> yeah, it makes no sense. Why did you throw Joey relationship in here? It doesn't make any sense. It's so weird. That is exactly what it it just doesn't make sense yeah it would it would be honestly like if i don't know marshall and robin had a thing <laughs> yeah as it like a third like, thing it's just yeah, so like, strange like, why like you're just destroying everything like that it's just it's too out of character yeah it doesn't it's it's out just we know it wasn't going to work from the beginning there's no way to salvage this yeah. I know that there's all this talk about, oh, now they're willing to... Cliff, breaking news. They're willing to trade Taylor Horton Tucker. <laughs> I wrote that in here. <laughs> See, not even. So, like, that's what the Lakers are saying. But Waj is saying they're shopping THT hard and nobody wants him. Of course! <laughs> like, what are, you t- what are you talking about, man? Like obviously nobody wants him. This remember like when? Pers- remember when they could have gotten Lowry? I can't freaking believe that Lowry would be perfect, man. Lowry would be so perfect. They for just this wanted team. THT, and the Lakers said no, not THT. The Lakers are freaking morons. This is like <laughs> that guy who has like a two thousand Toyota Camry. With like three hundred fifty thousand miles on it, <laughs> and it's just okay. barely hanging on. Okay. And then they they put it on Craigslist and they post okay. it for like ten thousand dollars <laughs> for this twenty two year old <laughs> three hundred fifty thousand mile car. And it's just it's because it's insane. It's like your car is worth nothing, right? <laughs> like your car is worth maybe fifty bucks. Like, maybe, really, you should be paying somebody to take it at that point. I don't know why they think Taylor Horn Tucker. Cliff, why do they think Taylor Horn Tucker's good? Is it literally just because one time LeBron said he's good? Is that really <laughs> it? Is that really possibly it? No, he's shown flashes of being a serviceable reserve player. Cliff, there's 450 players in the NBA. He's like the he's like the 400. He's like he's like he's like three fifty. He's like three fifty to three hundred. Why is that anything? Why would you (laughs) ever? Why would you ever say no? I'm not giving up that guy. It's strange because it's because the Lakers have no young assets because they were like Kuzma sucks. They're like we hate Kuzma. Let's trade him (laughs) for nothing. God. And now he's over freaking playing defense, hitting game winner after game winner after game winner. And he costs like as much as like Jimmy Butler in DFS. <laughs> Isn't that insane? It's it's it is freaking mind boggling. Cliff, is there any way to save this marriage? I don't know. Like, <laughs> let me just jo- ask you. Okay, is there any way? Well, let me let me tell you. I joke because I feel like I've seen this story before. There was once mm. a team, a super team in Los Angeles, with Dwight Nash, Powell, and Kobe, a team which had injuries to a beloved big man. 
the newcomer that didn't quite fit in, and a roster filled with Antoine Jamesons and Steve Blakes and Better World Pieces, <laughs> and upstarts like Jody Meeks. Jody Meeks. I love A Jody. grizzly former best player in the world turning it on, playing 45.2 minutes per game in the final stretch. Mm. That team, at this same point, was 20 and 26, fighting just to get into the playoffs. Mm. This team has all those same notes. With LeBron averaging 29 points per game, which he hasn't done since the season before he joined Miami, 2009-2010. And LeBron, he's the perfect specimen, right? We know this. We know this. But can he, even he, survive the onslaught of this season? Will his Achilles suffer the same fate as that of the Mamba if something doesn't change? I'm not saying it will. I'm just saying I feel like I've seen this story before. So, Joe, to answer your question, should they? how do they stay the course? <laughs> how? Is there a solution? Know. Like, is there any way? Know. Okay, we have a lot of Laker fans listening, right? Yeah. Is there any possible way to salvage this season? No. Not, not with as currently constructed. No. So you're saying we're in the middle of season nine of Friends. And the writers are in the writer's room and they're like, why did we do this Joey storyline? Why did we get ourselves into this? How do we get ourselves out of this? And it lingers all the way. <laughs> like Joey developed the crush. He could have just gotten over it, but they right. kept it going. They kept it going till they had to try it. It's like, <laughs> you got to see this in the playoffs. You, you, you really want to see it happen? Can they even trade Westbrook? They can't. Can they even trade Westbrook? They can't. They can't. The only offer that is currently on the table for Westbrook is for John Wall. But the Laker, they ask, they're asking for the Lakers' next first-round pick, which is 2027. My gosh. And they said no. My gosh. I mean, divorce would obviously be best, right? Divorce is obviously best, but it's just like, what can they possibly get? I think if because this contract is too big, because like even if he got if we could trade him for something like uh, I don't know, like Anthony Simons or someone of that caliber, it would sure. be great, you know. Like that's 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 fine. That works. But like if you trade him for parts, for instance, like if we traded him to the Clippers, we could get Bledsoe, Kennard, and Reggie Jackson. You have to get all of those guys to match the salary. You know what right. I mean? So, or like to the Celtics for like Horford and Josh Richardson. Both of those trades would be good for the Lakers, but it's just, it's so much salary. And probably for them, they feel like they're giving up too much. Yeah. Do you think any of them would do that? I don't, I don't know. Probably not, right? I don't think so. Given I what's happening right so. now. I don't think so. And and nobody's, nobody's friends with the Lakers. You know what I mean? Like nobody's yeah. trying to help the Lakers. Everybody yeah. hates us. I just it's it's a disaster. I I agree. I mean, I don't think there's anything that they can do to get out of this. Because I you know, I used to say the move to do was trade LeBron, right? Right. He has the most value. But now this is like worse than Dame, right? Because he's 37. He's like 37. that there's no not, no one's willing to give up that anything right. for LeBron right. now. No matter how good he is, and he's still right. really really good, the best player on the Lakers. So the Lakers are kind of stuck with no moves. 
So all those things you've seen, like I've seen so many articles like, oh, they could get Buddy Healed, Oh, they could get, you know, uh, Eric Gordon. Like there's people saying that these are the things that are out there. Basically keeping everything intact, trying to shop THT and trying to move whatever, second round pick or something. Do you think any of those things would even help? No. You can't have two guys whose superpower is spirit bomb. <laughs> you you just can't. It, it it's impossible. Mm. That's true because they have to pull from each other. They're, yeah, they're, exactly. They're hurting each other's powers. You know how like Goku does spirit bomb. He holds his hands up and everyone sends their energy. You can't send yeah. it in two places. Yeah, <laughs> that... yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you have weaker spirit bombs. Exactly. <laughs> you have two two weaker spirit bombs instead of one massively powerful spirit. And bomb. then Frieza knocks it away. He's like, "What? <laughs> Why don't you just, just attack me so... together?" <laughs> so he says it. He's like, "Hey." He knocks away both of them, and he's like, you guys should have just combined it into one. Yeah, why, why don't you just combine it? I, I don't he really says, understand. Goku, Goku, why do you have this guy over here? <laughs> like, why is this guy doing a spirit bomb too on this side? It, yeah, it's it's really hard because uh, I don't know how they work. It's impossible. It's impossible. <sighs> Sorry, Laker fans, but I don't think – I mean, I think they should just bench Westbrook, play Malik Monk more. Yeah. Um, try to get some ancillary parts. Dude, just try your best. Get rid of THT. Make it happen. Get Eric Gordon or Buddy Hield or whatever. Yeah, any kind of shooter would be great <clears throat> in the starting lineup. Yeah. And then try to reconfigure it around Ross and Rachel, you know? You yes. got to orient it. Yes. Move Joey back to what he was. <laughs> Making funny jokes, yeah. you know. All right, let's move forward. We spent a lot of time on this. But, Joe, another polygamist, Harden, Kyrie, and Katie. Second season altogether, 1-1 one and one in the playoffs, 29-18 and 18 together right now. Katie's 33, 29-7, 652%. My God. Harden is 32, 23-8, 10, 42%. And Kyrie, 29, played only a couple games, but he's 23, 5-5, 50%. Joe, divorce, file for divorce, or stay the course. The reason why we're talking about this is because Harden apparently doesn't like Brooklyn and doesn't like that Kyrie is missing home games and apparently doesn't like cold weather and he also <laughs> misses being treated like royalty in Houston. And he could be a free agent this summer. Mm, I mean, I would say stay the course. Yeah. I think none of these guys are going to be completely happy in life. <laughs> like, <laughs> Which we've talked just, about. Yes. I mean, don't, don't they know that by now? I think Katie is accepting it. Yeah. I think Kyrie is slowly accepting it. And I think Harden will accept it. I think he will come to the conclusion that, you know what, he's going to think about it a little bit more. He's going to be like, remember how it ended in Houston? Yes, it was nice when you were royalty, but remember the end didn't turn out so great, right? Mm -hmm. And he's going to look around once everyone gets back, once Katie gets back from his injury, he's going to look around. He's going to see Katie dominating. He's going to see Kyrie taking last-minute shots. And he's going to say, you know what? This ain't that bad. <laughs> like, I don't have to be clutch. I don't have to take over at the end of the games. People, yes, I might not be treated like you know, God's gift to basketball. However, I also don't have the pressure. I don't have the responsibility. You know, and he'll find a he'll he'll get a good heater for his home. You know, he'll find he'll find some kind of you know. You're rich, James. Like you can you can find a way to make life in <laughs> yeah. in get Brooklyn. A, get a space heater for your feet. Okay, you're getting yeah, I mean, older. Your feet you're, get you're colder. In New York. You, you find a way to make it tolerable. I'm I'm sure you know with your millions of dollars. And so I think at the end of the day, 
you know, he'll be fine. It's all going to work out. And if they win a championship, which they should, is, they it's looking less likely because of all the problems they have. But they should. They probably still should. Yeah. Um, then I think Harden will just he'll be like, all right, it's cool. To me, this is like Sun and Jin from Lost, right? There are mm. obviously problems. Sun hiding the fact she could speak English, you know. But ultimately, this is the perfect relationship for everybody, mm. you know. Yes. You got Harden the playmaker. You got Kyrie, you know, score at will. Mr. can do anything. Then you got mm. KD, the Slim Reaper. The best player in the NBA. Like, <laughs> what better situation is there than this, you know? And Harden, there's talk about Harden going to Philly. You don't think Philly's cold? <laughs> you don't think Philly fans are the worst fans <laughs> in the NBA? Like, True. it's bad, right? Harden, you would hate it in Philly. <laughs> You'd hate James, it. James, come on, man. You, we we know you. We I feel like we know you. You know, you're yeah. you're a chill guy. He's a friend. You like He's a friend. He's you're a cool, friend. man. You're cool. You don't want to go to Philly. You never want to be in Philly or Boston or no. you know, no, 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 one of those places. Don't be there. Don't or be there. New York, the Knicks. Like you're don't in a perfect there. situation. You're in New York, but you're the Clippers of New York, and but you're gonna win a championship, and then you're gonna be amazing, and so. It's cool. Just, just stay it's there. Cool. Just stay there. It's All right. Last one. Let's wrap this up with. We talked about them too many times. So I don't want to be. I want to just throw them on there for last. Simmons and Embiid. Four seasons together. Six, including Ben's first missing season and this season, which he hasn't played. Three and three in the playoffs. Wow. 28 and 19 for six in the East right now, but two games back at first. Embiid is 27, 29, 11, 4, 50%. And Ben Simmons is roughly 16, 8, 8, 56%. And he's 25 years old. Joe. File for divorce or stay the course. <laughs> um, annulment. <laughs> Can you do an annulment? Can you cancel the marriage? Like because it was never consummated and they should never have been together in the first place. Like it's just I don't know what happened here. They're to like they're Tobias and Lindsay Bluth. All right, <laughs> it's just like what? <laughs> Why are they together? It doesn't make sense. Crazier and crazier things keep happening, and they're like, what? What's going on? I mean, what? Embiid, once you found out that Simmons was a never nude, it should have been over. It should have been <laughs> over right there. It should have been over right there. And I don't know why you're continuing. We all know. Just get rid of him for anything. He has, <laughs> he has some value, I think. But... I don't know what it is about Daryl Morey. He's just like, raise the price. It's like, what? <laughs> Gosh. Waz just came out during the recording of this podcast saying the Kings have stopped talks with Philly because it's not going anywhere. It's just like, okay. Okay. All right, Joe. That was File for Divorce or Stay the Course. Everyone, we'll be back with our two for the road right after this. Do you have time for two for the road? Yeah. Let's just hit it real quick. All right, we are back with our two for the road. I guess two for the couch, two for the road. Whichever you are now, wherever you are, wherever you are, <laughs> whatever you're are practicing. back on the road, no? Yeah, maybe. Joe, I'm going to start with my one for the road. Hmm. Cobra Kai is back. Hmm. Season four, Cobra Kai. I will say this again. It is the greatest remake 
that we have right now. Mm. You think about Fuller House, you know, you think about the Gilmore Girls coming back, all these reunions happening. Cobra Kai is the best version of this. The reason mm. being is because they interweave nostalgia and new like together. Yes. Like really, really well. And they take all those moments from the past and they don't perseverate on it, but they use it to further progress a story. And mm. I think that is like the greatest way you can use history and the present together, you know, and make it interesting. Um, so season four, Cobra Kai, our boy, Joe Sale, on there as well. <laughs> starring as Kyler. Kyler. He's back. Starring as Kyler. He's the nicest dude in real life, playing the biggest <laughs> jerk on the show. It's pretty funny. Um, go watch Cobra Kai. That's my one for the road. Joe, what's your one for the road? Uh, my one for the road is the MCU on Disney Plus sucks. <laughs> that is my one for the road. So Wait. far, Hawkeye? We've had WandaVision. Yep. We've had Falcon and Winter Soldier. Yes. We've had Loki. Yes. And we've had Hawkeye. Yes. They've had their moments. They've had moments. W WandaVision in particular, I think, had some good moments. Their middle was pretty interesting. Yes. Middle was great. Penult like WandaVision did a good job of like the penultimate thing. It's like yeah, towards the, lead the up. end it's good. Yeah, the lead up. Finale terrible. The, the reveal. Right. It's like, oh, yes. that's cool. Started slow. Yeah. Almost very good. Very bad ending, right? Yeah. Falcon and Winter Soldier, very good beginning. Best pilot thus far. Dude, the helicopter thing at the, the I mean when he's that was awesome. Best pilot. Right? Best pilot. And then it just died. It just slowly got worse and worse and worse and worse until it, and then it ended. <laughs> That's yeah. basically what happened. Loki. Very uninteresting. Mm -hmm. Pretty slow beginning. Yep. Great finale, though. Great, built up great to the finale. finale. I love the finale. Matrix 2 level finale. Yeah, I won't spoil it, but great finale. And then you had Hawkeye, which had basically one good episode <laughs> and some cameos that were interesting and exciting. But here's the thing, though, Cliff. Here's the thing. Just as you said with Cobra Kai, okay? Like, Cobra Kai is great TV. I love Cobra Kai. I loved – and I, I recently binged the last two seasons because I was, like, a okay. season behind. Yeah. And it was awesome, right? Yeah. Fun. Really fun. I think about the shows that I love, like Lost. I think about the shows that, you know, like TV shows. Where, like Breaking Bad. You know, 24. You know, and the thing about a good TV show is you you need a contained story within each episode. Of course. That's what makes it amazing. Like when you have flashbacks in a show, you know, it's because it matters within that episode. Mm -hmm. Right? I'm watching Boba Fett right now. It's not that great either. It's so slow. <laughs> That's the problem with these – like they're just giving you a long movie split up into different episodes. Right. I feel like they don't know how to make TV. What happened? Mm. Kevin Feige, what's going on, man? Get a good TV person. You need a TV person here. Get somebody who has some experience in TV, bring them onto the team, and let them run a TV show, a real good TV show that has contained episodes within every – like contained stories within every episode that plays into a bigger story. I'm just ranting because I hate it. I, all the shows suck. Like, they are complete. When I watched uh, Cobra Kai, the recent season, I was, like, totally engaged. Yeah. 
It's fun. You feel you feel emotions within an episode when you learn something about a character. Yes. And you're excited to watch the next episode. Yes, because it that's has a story within that's yes. fun, and then it has a longer story that rewards a, a, a watcher for someone that started from the beginning of the season and yes. someone that started from the beginning of the series and someone that watched Karate Kid at the beginning. Yes, exactly. That's what you want. Not What you don't want is just empty fan service trolling your own fans by like teasing things out but then not paying it off not rewarding people for watching each episode because the episode itself sucks but then teasing them that it's going to get better but then it never does (laughs) that's basically every disney plus show right now mcu and star wars Mm. and mandalorian was good i love mandalorian mandalorian season two is amazing other than the second season was better though second season was amazing other than that it's just been complete garbage. And so get it together. Kevin Feige, please, please get some real TV people, man. You need some TV people in here. You guys do he amazing movies. People. You need TV people. You got to get shooters around LeBron. We all know this. <laughs> okay. <laughs> got to get shooters around LeBron. Feige's Short up Kobe. one side. Feige's Kobe. He just needs some. But he, he Feige, you know, you got to just admit, like, you need a guy this is not your area. <laughs> this is not your area right here. All right. Mm. Get a guy who can help. You, you know, you needed Phil. So just everybody get needs somebody. Everybody needs somebody. Sometimes you just do. <laughs> you just do. <laughs> you just do. Look, I, man, it's, it's really hard. Like the, the going back and forth, right? Like even entourage, right? They were good at TV. They went to movie. Oh man. It's well, different. I didn't watch it, but yeah. it, it's bad. It's bad. It's bad. But it's it's just it's it's because the people that do TV want to put a TV show on the movie screen, like a longer episode TV show. Like that's not what a movie is. Then people mm-hmm. that do movies are like, okay, let's just stretch this movie out to eight hours and then just cut it up. Yeah, you know, into eight episodes. That that's not what TV is, you know. And so it's not. you gotta then, have people that know how to do it. You know, like. Spoiler for Falcon and Winter Soldier, but who cares, right? Because it sucks. <laughs> like, you know, Sharon, Sharon Carter's a power broker, right? Yeah. And you're like, <laughs> you're like, what is this? This is so dumb. Like, a two-year-old could have figured this out. Like, you don't have anything. There's no trick. Like, there's no nothing. And it's not even, like, cool how they reveal it or anything. It's just like, okay, here's the bad guy. And you knew that <laughs> probably from the minute... She stepped on the screen, but uh, I don't know. Like, that's it. <laughs> She's not going to do anything also. Just, huh? This Maybe might be a, just a one. Complaint, complaint about bad shows. Have you seen Clickbait on Netflix? The Adrian Grenier show? Okay. I have not. Spoiler warning. I'm going to ruin this for you. Spoiler <laughs> warning for anyone that wants to watch Clickbait. Don't. Okay? <laughs> it's interesting. It, it's pretty bad. The acting's really bad, first of all. And then... Every episode, they're trying to analyze a suspect. That's mm-hmm. pretty cool, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Very end, it's someone random. Like, no one you went <laughs> like over. Like, you don't even know them? You don't even know them. What? Why? Why? Why did I pay attention? <laughs> no so details stupid. mattered, right? Like, what's more infuriating is they built this narrative that it's this person. 
uh-huh. and they uh-huh. go over it in the last episode, but they brush it off and it's someone else. Like, <laughs> to me, th- what happened was they wrote this story. Mm-hmm. And if it was that person, it would be like, oh, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. But then someone at the end was like, but what if it was actually this other person? This other no one will dude. see it coming. And it's true. No one will see it coming, but there is no payoff for that. <laughs> like none. It doesn't make sense. You can't just throw something on there that will shock people. That's just for shock. <laughs> uh, people are just losing it, man. Like, I, I feel like... I don't know what happened. What's it's happening? Apart. I don't know what's happening, but it's falling apart. People have forgotten how to write stories. Like, now they're just going for shock value or they're going for... You know, just like why people endlessly for money. I don't. I, Who's causing I don't this? Know why. Is it is it TikTok that's causing this? Is it Marvel <laughs> movies that are causing this? What it what is what is causing this all of a sudden, like shock value or like incorrect storytelling or things of that sort? Because there are still good stuff on TV, you know. Of course, but I'm just confused. I I honestly think. Or maybe it's just that people have to churn out so much content now that they lose sight of quality. I think part of it is the fan community that's ruining things, mm. you know, because things are getting ruined by, like, too much real-life stuff is affecting what's happening. Mm. Yeah. You know, like, they don't like certain actors or cancel culture, like, all this kind of I stuff. See, it's see, kind see. of yeah. messing up the storytelling because they yeah. had all these plans, and then they're like, oh, shoot, we have to, like, redirect. Yeah, by Gina Carano or – yeah. You know. <laughs> Uh, I think Wakanda Forever is kind of a mess right now because of yeah. things happening with um, yeah. Letitia Wright. And so just there's that. And then also I think it's probably money. <laughs> I think like there's no creative uh, integrity mm. or, or a lot of it's lacking in these in these massive like obviously Warner Brothers is a good example. But they totally messed up the DCEU because they're idiots and they don't know they don't they can't commit to a story. They're so committed to money, you know, that like it's just messed everything up. And then now it's crazy because people are so into Justice League, Snyder Cut, but they refuse to continue that because just out of like hubris, you know, because they don't want to admit that they made a mistake basically. And it's and like that could make a ton of money now because people are so excited about it. it was like the most watched thing I think on HBO Max, and yet they don't they don't care. There, uh, it's just that's to me the two things. Feige just needs to get some TV people though. <laughs> get some TV people. Dang man, hire Shonda man. Like I don't know, see what she could do with the MCU. I think she'd do some interesting things. I'm just like. You had the Russo brothers who've done Arrested Development. That's true. But they're not doing any TV stuff. Right? Yeah. They could have helped at least inform something. Get, bring them on as consultants. That's or true. something get, like that. Get the you Russos know? to help. I mean, they're tapping a lot of Rick and Morty people. Just get Dan Harmon, man. I would get love Dan to see Harmon. what he would do with a, <laughs> a multiverse show. He could probably do something Dude, freaking crazy. And we've make, made fun of the JPMs of uh, <laughs> Kimmy Schmidt. But get Tina Fey. Get Tina Fey. <laughs> She probably wouldn't do a Marvel thing, though. I don't know. You never know. If it, if it has comedic integrity, you don't know. Get um, Go get Damon. Go get Damon Lindelof. <laughs> Damon Lindelof. Get M- Mike Schur, who did... Uh, get Mike Schur. Good Place? The Office and The Good Place. Yeah. 
These are these are talented TV show people that know how to make TV. That's who you gotta invest in. Okay, off the soapbox. <laughs> You're more more passionate about this than basketball. I missed the two for the road. <laughs> we brought it back, y'all. We brought it back for you. All right. Thanks, everyone, for listening to the People's Pod. Subscribe, like, comment, share, rate. Give us five stars. We need it. We'll be back next, next week with more nonsense. This is SBR with Clifton Joe. Peace. All right, here we go. In three, two. This is SBR, the People's Pod, giving you unfiltered and unqualified content every other week. I'm Cliff. He's Joe. (laughs) Welcome back, everybody. What's up, everyone? Hope you guys missed us. We are back. We are back. We made the choice every other week so we could be more consistent. (laughs) Because everyone asks. Give me a second. (laughs) What's up, buddy? Can you just do it, buddy? Can you do the PlayStation controller? Oh, because I wanted to do a different one on a different schedule. So this is what happens, guys. Joe helping his kid. Both of his kids are out of school today. (laughs) And we're recording. This is it. This is life, guys. This is life. You don't see the behind the scenes of this. It's not as fun, but, uh, yeah, I mean, that's, 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 that's what's going on today. (laughs) That's what's going on. This is the content. Do you want to hear just me? Okay. So I've been playing this game called Wordle and, uh, I got it on the second try two times in a row. Pretty impressive, right? Pretty impressive. That's what I would say. I'd say it's really impressive. <laughs> I don't know what else to tell you. I, I don't like know Wordle. what else to Wordle's tell you. Fun. 
<laughs> Wordle's fun. I like it. I actually think second try is more impressive than first try. Mm. Because people have been posting first tries. I'm like, you just guessed. How yeah. is that impressive? That's not impressive. Yeah. Just got lucky. Second try is good, though, especially if you only get Second like try. one letter or something. Yep. You know. Yep. Today I got one letter. Yesterday I got one letter. I was like, I mean, what other word could it be? That's good. That's legit. I mean, it's all about reducing your letter count. Right. That's what it's all about. Right. Right. I got confused the first couple times. I was like, what are these colors? There's like no explanation. <laughs> what are the <laughs> colors? I think there – is there no explanation? I, I don't know. I, I kind of just jumped in too, but I think I read an article about it, and that's how – Yeah, so I um, told you what it what so, it so, like, I got a yellow box, and I thought yellow box meant, oh, that's where the letter's supposed to be. And then I ran out of letters, and I was like, I can't think of a word that's like <laughs> K-M-O <laughs> – O U T, come out. Is that was that, that real from a couple days ago? It was. It was like something from like 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 eight days ago or something like oh, okay, that. Okay. When I first started, I don't. I don't know. I remember. I don't remember what it was, but it was like come out. That's funny. I was like, what? Anyway. Anyway, yeah. So that's 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 what it is, guys. I don't you'll know probably, if I'm gonna redo it or not. You'll, pro- you'll, you'll probably get it. In, you'll probably get it in the deep cut. Let's just call this the deep cut. Well, yeah. Let's start it Did over. you even finish the intro? What did we do? <laughs> yeah, you said, welcome back, everybody. You said, sorry. <laughs> all right, let's go, let's go all over from the top. Okay. So you okay, can edit, over. clean edit. Okay. You, you'll have that as a deep cut. Three, two. 